Well, it would seem we have everybody here. Ian, are you there? I am. All right. So, welcome, everybody. Um, I am, of course, David. We have Gerald, and we are joined by a guest star and a, uh, another friend that I have in person. So, we have that going for us. <laughs> uh, hey, everybody listening. I appreciate you coming by and listening to our podcast once again. It's your boy, Gerald, a.k.a. Sukinode. And nice to meet you as well, Ian. Uh, nice to meet you. Yes, yes, we will have plenty of time to get to everybody to get to know each other. And this is the Christmas episode of Gaming Sessions and Everything. Mm-hmm. So, as as always, I will start with you, Gerald. How was your week? Uh, it was, it was all right. And unfortunately, I ended up coming down with a cold. Um... And that had me just exhausted Monday and Tuesday. Mm. Like, like I, I got off work and just, like, passed out and didn't even know I had gone to sleep because I just woke up. <laughs> right. Yeah, you had said that uh, before, and, and that, that's not a fun feeling. Uh, so, uh... Friday night, I think, and I was like, okay, maybe it's time to go to bed. No. <laughs> so, uh, I've been, I, I have been feeling better throughout the week. It hasn't been, like, a severe, severe cold. Like, it's not the flu or anything like that. It's mostly just right. been kind of just hovering. So, I feel tired more easily. Uh, my nasal, my sinuses have been messing with me. My throat was sore for a good little while. Um, it's, it's mostly been just an inconvenience more than a hindrance, but mm, right. um, but uh, outside of that, uh, work was fine this week. Uh, I didn't really get a chance to do anything else because once I got home Friday, I mostly just passed out. Um, mm. And yesterday, oh. I just wasn't feeling up to anything so um i did play uh more warhammer um i actually started a single player campaign with the lizard men to try to kind of get a grasp of their economy and i think i have a much better idea of how it should work um because i did get up to i want to say I, I was working on my fourth army and I had about four provinces under my control. And I think I was like the third or second strongest army on the map. So that's always a thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's just for them because their upkeep and their purchase costs are so high. You have to build <laughs> every building that generates income, build it like, like when you don't need it anymore break it down turn it into something later but starting off build every single building that generates income if you can take a city take it and then farm the rebellions yeah like farm the rebellions that pop up but take the city build it up have it generate income like because man they cost a lot and they do have like tech trees and 
your lords can get specific uh, skills that lower the upkeep cost. Because uh, like I was telling you when I was playing it and we were talking, um, my first army, I got to the point where I had no upkeep costs for my Soros Warriors. So the only thing that army was costing me in upkeep were my uh, three artillery units. Um, my, well, my three artillery units, my lord himself, the hero, and the hero I had in the army. Everything else I turned into a Soros Warrior. So that whole army was costing me like a thousand gold a turn, and that was about it. Yeah, maybe less that. than that. Yeah, and, uh, I I do apologize. I'm not going to be able to follow you. I don't have all of the Dreambane armor uh, anymore as I finish this, and the new stuff is uh, the other things. So I have no idea where I'm going. I've fallen off the cliff three times now. All right, so just keep keep going <laughs> until you see the shining light in the pyramid. Okay, I see the shining gap in the pyramid. All right, just kind of jump toward it. Jump. Yes. No. <laughs> okay, I jump toward it, and I'm falling to my death. Yeah. Okay. So let me uh, let me let me do this since I don't have what I need to help you. I'm going to leave the fire team. And okay. So uh, while you're trying that now, how was your week, Ian? This is what we do at the start of the podcast. We ask everybody how their week was. Uh, it, it was, it was a week. <laughs> we'll, we'll leave it at that. Yeah, I've had those. No. <laughs> I've I've had those for the last two years, so yeah, I, I got gotcha. you. So I um, see the hole. Let's see if I can run and jump to it. I'm assuming you guys are playing Destiny. Yeah. Um, okay. Actually, it was like Ian sent me a uh, a join my party request, and I was like. Okay, yeah, you know, hey, I can join you, but uh, you know, me and my friend are going to be doing a podcast. And I was like, hey, wait a second, how'd you like to join in on our podcast? We're talking about Christmas this time. And he was like, sure. And I was like, all right, so you know, do this, this, and this, and you can join us. So lo and behold, he's joined us. Uh, so for my good week, deal. yeah, for my week, it was you know, it was a week. It wasn't good. It wasn't bad. I got through it without you know, losing the job or anything. So it was good. Um, <clears throat> another, another small addition to my adventures in print and play gaming. I was uh, wanting to uh, print out my agent Decker game again, all on cardstock, but it didn't all end up on cardstock. So I'm going to have to redo that a third time. So, We've got all that out of the way. Gerald, I know you've been salivating at this since we started this whole podcast venture. Are you ready to fuck Christmas up for everybody? Um, I'm always ready to fuck Christmas up for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but 
but yeah, where do we want to where do we want to start because there is a lot of information so because i've been basically feeling like crap all week i narrowed i narrowed it down so where would you like to start on this okay so where what have you narrowed it down to because i know we talked about how mm-hmm. i would do three bits on christmas origin stuff what do you have well well the origins of christmas uh originate from yule saturnalia uh okay. yule and saturnalia um and those are the like main roots of just the holiday itself like what it came from and uh christmas right. itself so, wasn't so you've got those oh, okay. I've got those, and you've got. Okay, so we're still waiting. There we go. All right, so everybody's back, and uh, Ian, this is uh, my uh, Gerald and I were talking about doing this on Twitch instead of here because of connection issues. Yeah. And just it happens far too often now to be to ignore it because it used to be it would happen maybe once a once twice a podcast, mm-hmm. but it's been progressively getting worse. Yeah. Okay. So you're saying you're going to cover Yule and Saturnalia. So okay, that's good. Well, um, I don't. I can that. I can touch on uh, Krampus, Grilla, and the Yule Kids, and Father Frost which respectively are from Central Europe, Iceland, and Russia. Yeah. And of, and of course, Ian, if you have anything you want to add, since you're a, a guest uh, guest host, uh, go ahead and do that. Bah, bah. <laughs> course, he's, also, uh, he's also face deep in some chicken tikka masala as well. So, it's so and, and he can thank... And he can thank me for that because I had suggested it. <laughs> so uh, go ahead. Start us off. Um, well, Yule itself was celebrated by the Norse. <clears throat> Actually, Yule is kind of a... And it's only like one part of Yule that I find more interesting than Christmas is because, <clears throat> first off, it's nearly a month-long celebration. Uh, oh no my mistake it's not that it's a month long celebration it's that uh, what they do is that the fathers and the sons will bring a log home and burn it and so they will have a Mm -hmm. huge feast as long as the log burns which could take up to 12 days so I thought that was uh, I thought that was uh, really interesting about it yeah um, Hang on there for a second, uh, Gerald. Ian, yes. Uh, turn your volume down a little bit. Ooh. Okay. Uh, yeah. Just uh, your yeah. buck. Uh. <laughs> All right. Continue. So, yeah. um, so it could be up to a month. I'm, I'm down with that. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> They also, for some odd reason, believe that every spark that came out of the fire from burning the log 
meant that there would be a new pig or calf that would be born during the coming year, which a lot of my research has just been showing over and over again how it it the way people celebrate gives you a very in-depth insight into what's important to them. So these guys are like, yeah, for every spark that comes out of that fire, that means that's going to be a new calf or a pig born in the spring. Because if that's not the case, they starve. <laughs> right. So it's like when you go through this historically, the way people celebrate things <clears throat> gives you a a very like it gives you an insight into how their society works and the things that are important to them and what's and, and like and how their society kind of works um mm, yeah uh also they were terrified of odin um and the mm. way it was spelled that i found was o-d-e-n instead of the o-d-i-n but they are the same deity um, mm -hmm. And in this, in the belief of Yule, Odin actually leads the wild hunt. And yes. what he would do yeah. is he would uh, fly through the night deciding who would die and who would prosper. So mm -hmm. that's actually your first, uh, your first supernatural being who's reminiscent of Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because, yeah, it's like, and uh, so many of the creatures in Christmas lore, that's all it is. Like, we were talking about how it's just a bunch of bad parenting. It's all bad <laughs> parenting. All of it is bad parenting. Oh, yeah. it, oh, the entirety just, of human history <laughs> is bad parenting. <laughs> just, I just, wait until I, just wait until I talk about Griller. <laughs> And, and that stuff. So yeah, it's. it's I, I read up on Gorilla as well. Yeah, I, I yeah, also read up on Gorilla. It, it like every boogeyman, every evil spirit, all of it bad parenting. <laughs> and it's like it. It is almost like it's like it's like people just had kids, and then once the kids got to a certain age, they were like, "Fuck, we can't do anything." I can't control these things. They're just doing whatever. They're breaking stuff. They're burning down the town. They're, they're having kids. Like, what is... I? Okay, okay, okay. How about this? If they're not good, something will come kill them. That'll make or, them behave. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, it'll snatch them away and turn them into soup or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> the end goal is... Be good or you will die. It, and the parents, they do it slyly, right? They do it on the sly. It's not that if you're not good, I'll kill you because I'm your parent. It's no, something out of the woods will come and get you, right? Mm -hmm. Like some mm -hmm. monsters. <laughs> I'm not going to just... be the one to kill you because I love you, but this guy's going to make real death. Right? Right? <laughs> see, see, and, and, and I, see, Ian. The, the, Ian made a really good point because in in by doing this, the parents make themselves look good because they're like, I won't hurt you. I'll protect you. I'm your parent. I love you. But that thing, that thing will <laughs> murder you the moment it sees you. I'm your only protection. So all I'm asking is that you just be good and not be a pain in my butt. And then everything should be fine. 
And if you're good, <laughs> and then it's the extra element of bribery. Good, we'll give you because- presents. We'll give you presents, right? <laughs> exactly. If you're good, we'll get so, so, so it's, so it's a threat. <laughs> well, it's a threat veiled with bribery, right? So right, it's like, it well, like. I mean, that's how politics yeah. works too. Oh wait, no, well, yeah. Get into that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, and it was. I'm like reading. I'm like reading through, and we it like. David, we uh, of course we had touched on that when we did the Halloween uh, podcast. We touched on how mm-hmm. it was bad parenting, and then I'm doing, then I'm researching everything for Christmas, and I'm like, Jesus, just what? <laughs> like really? <laughs> it it makes it seem like everything was just chaos it, it, it made it feel like it, it makes it feel like everything was just no one had any control over anything <laughs> like right um <laughs> but uh but that that's pretty much what yule was it was hey uh it was also celebrated not on the 25th but it was started on the 24th during the winter solstice Mm-hmm. So December 25th being the day of Christmas was something that happened like recently in the last couple of hundred years. That's that was actually yes. decreed by I think like Charles II. Um <clears throat> and now is is that uh that's king uh, when you say Charles II I want to say that he was the king of France. Oh, my bad. Uh, no. Um, basically, what uh, in the early days of Christianity, because mm-hmm. originally Easter was the main holiday for Christianity, not Christmas. But in order for the church, and all of this was simply to bring more people into Christianity. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. in bring order the for the mind. church, yeah, pretty much. Uh, so in order to bring the pagans into the Christian faith, they adopted Saturnalia and made it ha- and designated the 25th as the day that it would it would be celebrated mm-hmm. on. Basically, is what they did. Um, they wanted it to make a single day because they wanted to. Uh, ha- the purpose was for the birth of Jesus, and they wanted it <clears throat> to be uh, a single day so that the pagans would one uh, fall in line with their religious faith, but at the same time, like bring the celebrating down to like a single day mm. yeah. well at the beginning of it though they didn't that actually didn't happen um that may have been their intent but that's not exactly what happened at first because basically what they did is they adopted it gave it the name basically of christmas but everyone celebrated it exactly the way it was um <laughs> and they and it was that way all the way until America. Like, it literally stayed Saturnalia, which is, um, for our listeners, Saturnalia basically was just a big Mardi Gras. Um, and what they did mm-hmm. is it would turn social norms onto its head. So mm-hmm. uh, slaves mm-hmm. and peasants would be allowed to go to uh, the upper class parts of the city and go into their houses and ask for the best food and stuff like that. It basically turned yeah. things onto their head as kind of a political way to uncork that valve. Uh, 
And I was actually, and then you get into some of the really screwed up stuff about this holiday because they're, mm. they would designate a person called uh, the king of, uh, uh, let's see, the king of misrule. So they designate a person as yeah. king of misrule. <laughs> and then after, mm-hmm. they would sacrifice him. And they mm. would pick, and for, the, and for a very long time, what they were doing is they were picking Jewish rabbis. Mm. Specifically. Mm-hmm. Well, that that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. So, (laughs) and it would just be, and it was not only that, because I was thinking about it when I read it, but Saturnalia was, was, as long as the celebration was going on, no one could be punished for any crimes that were committed. So it's it's like the purge, Merry Christmas. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. I was thinking about (laughs) it, and I was like, dude, I wonder if that's where they got the idea for the purge. Because that sounds just like the purge, and and so there were no no punishments for crimes. There were, and uh, if you've ever uh, watched the, if anyone ever watched the Boondocks from on Netflix, uh, not the Boondocks Sanks movies, but the television series The Boondocks, uh, the main character Huey actually talks a bit about Christmas and how it was a big. Basically, it was uh, he explained it as Saturnalia. Where it's just basically a big party that turns into drinking, orgying, uh, riots have happened. In fact, New York, the first implementation of the police force in New York was because during a Saturnalia celebration, they rioted in the city. So the uh, so uh, the governing body instituted the first police force to stop it and then they outlawed the, then they outlawed the celebration like basically cr- christmas has literally been outlawed and then reinstated three different times because right. of so how bad me, it gets <laughs> yeah let me let me go ahead and uh and and add my bit in so like the whole the whole thing of caroling during christmas time that was, as you said, for Saturnalia was uh, when the slaves and the peasants would go to the upper echelon people's houses and they would sing about, hey, you know, let us in, give us good food and this and that. And it would get dramatically more violent until they were let in. Yeah. Like, um, and, uh, Saturnalia was also considered the time of year when, because it's named after the god Saturn, mm-hmm. and Saturn is a representation of the light of summer and spring, so the time of light, uh, of life, and then winter, the fall and the winter were considered, uh, it was a, it was another evil deity that ruled over the darkness and winter. And basically, when when the winter solstice came around, it was the signifying or the uh, or the um, what's the word I'm looking for or the signal for when the battle between Saturn and this other deity was going on. So Wait, was what it, they uh, would okay. do. Sorry, sorry to interrupt again. Oh, but, uh, Saturn was the Roman representation of uh, 
Apollo. I was thinking the sea god, actually. Poseidon? Um, yeah, Poseidon. Poseidon was Neptune. Yeah, yeah Neptune. Ah, okay, Poseidon was yeah. Neptune. So, and, yeah. Okay, so then uh, Jupiter was Zeus? Zeus. Yeah, uh, fucking Romans and their bullshit, too. <laughs> wow. Mercury was Hermes. Venus was Aphrodite. Uh, Mars was uh, Aries. Uh, Uranus. Mm, I forget who Uranus was. Pluto was Hades. (laughs) Hey, don't start. (laughs) Sorry, it's habit. Sorry, it's habit. (laughs) (laughs) We're we're not going to go there for. Maybe it was Hera. (laughs) I I think so. It might have been Hera. That was Uranus. but uh, well, I would uh, I would probably definitely probe Hera's Uranus. Just saying. I don't know. That's an amount of crazy I don't want to deal with. <laughs> like, I for me, there's a certain threshold of crazy I just don't mess with. It doesn't matter how hot the girl is. Once they hit a certain threshold of crazy, I'm out. Can't do it. <laughs> Um, right, but and, uh, and we've had conversations about that, and yeah, yeah. I got you. But uh, so you know, back on track. Basically, uh, once the winter solstice happened, and Apollo and this other evil deity were in conflict with each other, they what they would do is they would sacrifice people, and it was not limited to adults. They sacrificed children and infants to mm-hmm. empower mm-hmm. Apollo. So that he could defeat the their his evil counterpart, and the fact that the the seasons would come back to spring and summer signified to them that their sacrifices worked. So they kept doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Just and this, that yeah, and this is what Christmas is based off of. This these were the first Christmases. Um, now, as time went on and, uh, like, of course, Saturnalia kept going and p- the riots and things were happening, uh, certain people started uh, actually changing it. Uh, there was an uh, – let's see. There was an author in 1645 named Oliver Cromwell, and he <laughs> wrote the uh, – that's right oh no that Uh, was uh that was the puritist yeah let me check my notes real quick (laughs) so i'm gonna have to do that for when i start talking oh here we go in 1828 i gotta edge transit hmm well i already won that game for for the day because Lightage Transit was uh, 960. Yeah. So it was in 1819. The author Washington Irving wrote the sketchbook of Geoffrey Crayon. And it was a series of stories about the celebration of Christmas in an English manner. And this was the first iteration of Christmas as we kind of know it. Because Mm -hmm. it was about a... uh, 
it was about a family that took in uh, some peasants and it was like a peaceful Christmas. Like they sat down, they sang songs and it was about, you know, it, it, it was about togetherness and warmth and things like that. It wasn't the, the big out of control party that it has been. Um, and that was the first turning point to Christmas becoming more like as it has become. Um, then there was another author uh, Charles Dickinson, who wrote the Christmas Carol, um, and that Unless oh, is it was... Dickens? Yeah, Dickens. yeah, Charles Dickens. You're right. You're right. Right. Uh, and that was the thing that sh- that was the, uh, the the work that actually showed Christmas as goodwill toward all men and stuff like that. So those two right. works by those two authors had a very big impact on changing. Saturnalia into what we currently see as Christmas. And actually, uh, one of the things that uh, I found is that when I was looking up Saturnalia, so many articles were like, yeah, they would choose a king of um, uh, a king of misrule and it was a big party and they drink and have fun. It's, none of the articles mentioned the riots. None of them mentioned the sacrifices. I read through like eight or ten different articles, and I found only one that actually was like, yeah, they did some horrible stuff during these times. Every other article either left it completely out or glossed over it. Hmm. Right. (laughs) And I was like... Yeah. (laughs) They got mainstream media fucking glossing over shit again. Yeah, so <laughs> I was like, I found that interesting because it was like they were trying to hide it, right? It is like, <laughs> so um, uh, now past that, also I found because Christmas being uh, being taken uh, by Christianity as the uh, time of birth of Christ, which has always mm-hmm. been actually uh uh disputed because mm-hmm. why would any of that have happened during the winter <laughs> mm, right. um there are there are a lot of uh arguments that make sense for why there's no way jesus christ could have ever have been born on the 25th of december also right, yeah. if you go through the bible there is no mention of any kind of celebration about Christmas. And even if you bring up the argument that, well, the Christians just adopted Saturnalia, there are actual passages in the Bible where, even by St. Paul, where the Bible states, don't do that. <laughs> hmm. Like, like there's, uh, actually, I have the passages. Where did I? Hmm. Uh, it's Deuteronomy. 123032 huh. uh 2 Corinthians 614 and John 424 all three of them literally state do not adopt the just as a just as me translating what it actually says they're based they in no uncertain terms tell Christians do not adopt the practices of pagans period hmm. don't like 
like one of the passages is supposed to be an interpretation from God and God is literally like well look what they do in the name of their gods and in their way I will do the same do not adopt their practices you know separate yourself from them in the you know in fear in the fear of the Lord and stuff like that mm-hmm. so like yeah. God mm-hmm. literally said hey don't do the things that they do just separate yourself from that because that's bad that's evil and Mm. um i don't know if we ever had the conversation about how like there are a lot of people who call themselves christians and i tend to call them uh i tend to call them fake christians well i call them fake christians because they're christian when it's convenient for them and then they're not Right. So when it's convenient, they're Christian. But when it's an inconvenience or when it gets in the way of something they want, they they just sort of turn ignore. Off, turn container, container. Yeah. Right. They, they, they just Ian? turn that switch off. Right. Yeah. <laughs> on that? Uh, yeah. We're, we're not going to get into the the the. <clears throat> ridiculousness of religion because it's, it's an entirely made up. Uh, institution as it is and um, for the most part uh, they only want to follow the parts of the Bible that uh, benefit them as as Joe was saying because if they do uh, anything if they do everything exactly like the Bible they're going to realize that you know there's a lot of stuff that they themselves do on a regular basis that they should be punished because it's considered a sin by Bible standards but because they can pick and choose how to uh, live the Bible because of the um, whole basis of uh, if you sin at some point when you go in and confess your sins and, and everything is washed and absolved, then, then you don't have to follow the Bible to the T. So, I, I don't know. Yeah. Right. I I always thought that was a re- I always thought that that was the stupidest loophole. What do you mean all I have to do is pledge myself to Jesus before I die and all my sins are absolved because God will look at Jesus in my place. You could just do whatever you you could just do whatever you want then. Well, here's the other thing that is <laughs> like Well, here's 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 the other thing that that people don't understand and and uh people are like, well, if God existed, why this, 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 and this? And they're like, what you don't understand is, is at first, uh, the earth, if, if you read the Bible, and unfortunately I've read it covered a couple several times, but, um, if you read the Bible, you find out that the, uh, the earth was, was given to mankind, uh, even though quote unquote, it's God's kingdom. It, uh, it was basically given to man to do as he pleases. And it's mm. it's set up that way because surprise surprise it it's it's a made up it it's entirely made up so of course they're going to set it up to where they can do whatever they want in their realm quote unquote and that uh, in the end they're going to have this one uh, all perfect being. Uh, absolve them of any wrongdoings they did while they were alive, alive. and then mm-hmm. they would uh, get into quote unquote heaven and and if heaven is as anything like people are, are uh, saying I'm glad that I'm driving the party bus to hell 
<laughs> yeah, I also thought the same thing because I was like, okay, so either there are multiple heavens or heaven cannot be the way it is in the Bible. It can't. Because with all of the issues with humanity, there's no way you could put us all in the same place and then call it paradise. Yeah, it no. would just be Earth again. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe like, reincarnations just... <laughs> is the different levels of heaven you go to as you as you as you fucking die and are reborn. <laughs> yeah. Well, like... <laughs> well, well, jokes like... on y'all. I'm going to Valhalla and drinking with Odin. Uh, no, I'm straight taking the party bus to he- hell and reclaiming my throne. Thank you very much. Uh, my thought process is when i die and my spirit goes off into the ether i'm just gonna find a black hole to curl up in and go to sleep for a little while (sighs) let you guys do what you want to do wait wait for um, wait for destiny 2 to come to fruition (laughs) (laughs) well okay so uh have with Gerald having said that, um, I like that idea. I'm gonna find another black hole nearby yours and and sleep. That sounds good. Because uh, yeah, I, I definitely don't want to deal with what's going on downstairs, and I don't want to deal with what's going on upstairs. So the 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 medium is go find some place to just sleep for a couple thousand million years, and then. Hopefully, everyone will get their shit straight by then. <laughs> well, we can hope. Hopefully. Well, I said hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. And we can don't we hold can your may- breath. We can maybe even hope that uh, they they figure out this uh, this gender thing mm. to where uh, and that there's only two genders. We, oh, well, no, 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 no. <laughs> So so, hold on, hold on. Because <laughs> Gerald about this on the thirteen point five episode yesterday, with uh, with uh, you know Madam Harry Potter's that you know if you're a dude you can't be a chick, and then all the all the fascists were like, well that's just you being a fascist, and then all the Harry Potter fans were like. You don't talk to Madam Rowling about that like that, and yeah. then all of a sudden the uh, Harry Potter fans were labeled Nazis. Yeah, but but Gerald made a good point that until there's a way to not just uh, cosmologically change you, but biologically change you, and I actually read a book in middle school called Armed Memory where um, there was a uh, this corporation made a retrovirus <laughs> literally that so uh, well, uh, well quick interruption on that mm-hmm. note uh, I forget the name of it because you bring it up and I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head but there's an anime where uh, the uh, the people in it, are all female until they reach a certain age, and then they can decide to become mm. male or female. Yep, hang on, because that's how, that. It's just how you know their what? biology works. I think I remember what one you're talking about. <clears throat> yeah, still. So I was Sorry. like, well, <laughs> <laughs> well, it is because they all start. It, it would have been better if they all started off as not having any gender at all yeah, until like, they could pick. Yeah, but they no all start off as females. So it's yeah. 
but uh but yeah and so it's like in a perfect world people can be what they okay hang on we're, we're yep. there we go all right there so everybody here um so that was another disconnection again ian that's what we're thinking about uh twitch or mixer or whatever but that was that was a 30 minute mark so that's good and we were kind of getting off topic so maybe that was just anchor being like hey <laughs> Hey, it went off the rim. You guys went this direction. Stop it. But, but, <laughs> but we were having a conversation. Perhaps but. you don't know works, Anchor. There's no set path. Like, think <laughs> of this as a limitless, omnidirectional crossroad. So <laughs> we just evil. Go got it. <laughs> right, right. So, well, no. uh, Neutral. Not even like, it, not even like malicious. chaotic neutral or lawful evil. It's it's a straight chaotic evil. Well, okay, so like how how I originally got Gerald into this was uh, uh, the podcast was originally called uh, the Chaotics Podcast because I'm the chaotic neutral, and I think Gerald, you said you'd be the chaotic good. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and and Ian would definitely be the chaotic evil because you know he that's just how he rolls. I mean, it all depends. There's times I'm I'm chaotic evil, but for the most part, I tend to be chaotic neutral. Mm, well, I mean, this town's only big enough for one of us. <laughs> well, it's why, it's why we're in different towns. <laughs> well, let's be fair. Everyone spans those spectrums, period. Everyone spans every spectrum. It's just that we all make our home prime the most the, most Aww. of that time in one. So hmm. if I it, like I my house where I live for 70% of my life is in chaotic good, but every now and then I have a summer home in neutral evil. Or I have a uh, a condo in neutral in in true neutral, or you know so on and so forth. <laughs> so uh, yeah, maybe a college in lawful stupid every now and again. <laughs> uh, straight stupid, but, straight straight stupid. Uh, for me, yeah, for me. Uh, like. Yeah. Like there's 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 no lawful chaotic or oh maybe, maybe like chaotic stupid but like yeah well I'm pretty sure any of us even even listeners uh, we will fall into chaotic stupid at some fucking point like within the last and uh but yeah, so is that all that you have for uh, Saturnalia and Yule, Gerald? Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much the uh, the bulk of the information. Um, other than that, it's like little things. We could go over those things if you if, if they might be interesting to our listeners, but otherwise, it's just little things. Well, go ahead and go over some of them. A couple of them little things. All right. Well. Uh, Juvenalia was also a part of Saturnalia, which was a feast honoring the children of Rome specifically. Mm -hmm. uh, the December 25th uh, 
birthday was not originally Jesus Christ. It was actually originally a infant god named Mithra, who was born from a stone, <laughs> which mm. just makes me think Journey to the West. <laughs> hmm. Oh, uh, Son Goku. Yeah, because the original <laughs> Journey Through the West, the Monkey King came out of a stone. He was born yeah. from a stone. <laughs> so that makes me think that. Um, right. uh, let's. See. Now, uh, Oliver Cromwell, who I um, mentioned mm-hmm. earlier. In, mm-hmm. Yeah, in 1645, he's the one who took over England, and his party was very Puritan, oh. and his whole thing is he was going to come into England and clean up all the the the, uh, the BS that was going on, and so he did. <laughs> well, no, no. <laughs> well, they wanted to. He actually came in, took over, and can't. he was the first person to cancel Christmas. He was like, no, this has gotten way out of hand. Stop it. And he canceled mm. Christmas, and there were actual laws instituted to punish anyone they found uh, celebrating it. Yeah, and then and they then... sent him to the fucking states. Sorry. Uh, they sent him to America, <laughs> and that's why we are the way we are. Well, yeah. That's pretty much because <laughs> they put Charles II back on the throne, and Charles was like, reinstitute Christmas. And the... Uh, and the pilgrims were actually became more Puritan, which uh-huh. is one of the reasons they got kicked out of England. Uh-huh. And yeah, then they came to America and restarted up the tradition, which then led to what happened in New York, where they canceled it again <laughs> because of the riots. Mm. <laughs> it was like, see, remember what we were talking about when I was talking to you, David, about the Hong mm. Kong, the thing going on in Hong Kong over in China, uh-huh. and how. Uh, they were they were like one of their demands is we don't want it called a riot it's a protest and I'm like but guys you're burning a lot of stuff to the ground though <laughs> and they're like it's not a riot it's a protest <laughs> but people are getting hurt it's not a riot it is a protest <laughs> like well okay. But we gave you what you wanted. We rescinded that bill, and that bill is no longer on the table. China can't do what they want. Could you well, stop protesting now? Protesting and they're like, well, now. we're already protesting now. Stop oppressing me. Right. I've been eyeing that TV in that electronic store for three months. I'm gonna get it. (laughs) But but does it have Roku? (laughs) It's a 72 inch plasma screen TV. Oh, oh, we're going to do that shit again? (laughs) Oh, that's how I actually portrayed it because it felt like uh, it felt like Hong Kong and China's government were Serentegra and the protesters were Alucard and he oh, just okay, went on so an enthusiastic on. Hang, walk. Hang on. Before, before you do that, Ian, have you watched <coughs> Abridged? Have I watched what? Helsing Abridged. No. Okay, so uh, go ahead. So have you, do you know what the anime Helsing is? Yes. Okay, so Helsing Abridged 
is a more awesome version, just like DBZ abridged is a more awesome version of DBZ. So, Gerald, continue. Um, it, just for context, uh, if you know, if you've seen or at least know what Helsing is, then uh, the premise is that Alucard is an uber powerful vampire, and when the when it starts off, oh, he goes to a Sorry. little town in Chetnia. I, no, sorry. no, you're good. I, I have seen it because because uh, what's her name is the one that has control over over him. Yeah, yeah. Integ- uh, Integra. Yeah, 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 and yeah. So it starts off with him going to a town, and he mur- he kills all of these zombies, kills the head vampire, and in the process shoots a uh, shoots a police officer. Through the big chest, big titty police girl, big tit, who he calls big titty police girl yep. in the abridged version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. doesn't he end up <laughs> yeah, like yeah, taking yeah. control of her or something like that? Well, he turns her into a vampire. Yeah. Well, and that in was, the that was version, his enthusiastic walk through the woods. Right. <laughs> in the abridged version, Integra is like, "What did you do?" And he's like, "I just went for a walk." She was like, "That was a walk, a very enthusiastic walk." <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, and when I was looking at the whole Hong Kong thing, it felt like that. It felt like the government was going with Sarah Integra going, What are you doing? And the protesters are like going for a walk. And then Integra is like <laughs> burned down three stores, injured ten officers, and the protesters are like a very enthusiastic walk. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so ian are you glad you joined us on this uh, little podcast adventure it sounds like you're enjoying yourself i am indeed glad that i i joined you it's a very much needed um break from life Mm. uh, well that's what we do we'll we'll, we'll put a little background on the situation so um gerald i don't know if you know but i'm i'm currently active duty army um uh, i found out in august that my back is broken and i have a couple Mm. other injuries and such so i've i've basically been told that uh hey get the fuck out so I'm currently going through the process of a med board, which is basically where the army will go over any and all injuries and problems, be them mental or otherwise, that you sustained while you were in the army. They're going to go through and come up with a percentage. Now, the army has a percentage and the VA has a percentage. And the, uh, uh, whatever the percentage for the army is, if they give you 30% or more, they medically retire you. If you get less than 30%, they give you a separation check and you, you go on your way. Uh, so basically, I'm, I'm in the midst of, of finding out what the fuck is going to happen with the rest of my life. Not to mention uh, the gotcha. fact that I've, uh, over the last month or so, been um, uh, within a confrontation with a warrant officer So uh, that came to a fruition this week. And so life has been rather hectic uh and so uh this is a very nice break from having to deal with the the sad pathetic drama uh that is that is my life Mm. well i'm sorry to hear all of that um but yeah by all means find sanctuary here with the with the two of us and we'll have some fun and you can forget about that for a good while i'm i'm Um, all for it (laughs) 
<laughs> but, but uh, uh okay so oh, I, go ahead. I guess it's i guess it's my turn now yeah tag your talk go about... for it <laughs> what's that ian i said tag your it mm, tag i'm it yes so again i'm gonna say fucking bad bad parenting Bad. <laughs> it's bad. all bad parenting. Bad Just parenting. the worst parents. So so bad. Okay, so since since Grilla has more oh, stuff. Oh, quick than interruption. I, uh, uh, sorry, quick interruption. But mm-hmm. actually, on the bad parenting. Remember yesterday when we were talking uh, when we were talking about human society as a whole again? We we gotten back into the discussion. It was on the three point five podcast because it was so long, and I was mm-hmm. and I was talking how he, human society as it is right now doesn't feel like it's matured into an adult. It feels like yeah, it's a teenager, yeah. and we've been doing nothing but talking about how historically bad parenting. <laughs> <laughs> Are, are so we sure now, we're teenagers, I'm pretty sure it's like preteen. Well, no, we're definitely somewhere between 14 and 16. Because even as a preteen, yeah, your hormones are going nuts, but your parents are still a real authority. But once you hit about 14, 15, and 16, Good. that's at the point in time when a lot of teenagers think they know everything yeah. that their mm-hmm. parents are full yep. of shit, and they get mm-hmm. they're at a point in time where they're rebellious enough and physically developed enough to push back against their parents. Yeah, their parents true. are no longer the indomitable force that they used to be when they were younger. Well, right? I'm, just, right. I'm just waiting yeah. for, for uh, everybody's <laughs> society and everything to come out like the meme where, you know, your 20s is like uh, when you start playing a game again, you forgot how the controls work and you, you keep going and, and whatnot. And then... <laughs> In your thirties, you realize shit. I made a lot of bad decisions, and did, I'm not in a good place. And then, and then you're just like, "Well, shit." Swinging the sword has pretty much got me where I am. I might as well just continue to do it. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just gonna well, swing yeah. the sword around randomly and wildly and see what happens. Carry, <laughs> carry, no, nowhere Fuck to go you. but up from here. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing else to do. Fuck it, let's go. <laughs> uh, but sorry, go ahead and continue, David. <laughs> yes. And so, uh, this is Icelandic uh, Christmas culture. So, again, hashtag bad parenting. Um, you know, be a good kid. Otherwise, Grill is gonna get you. Grill is a giantess that loves to cook misbehaving kids in her pot, and she has thirteen sons called the Yule Lads. And then let's not also forget a uh, Yola Catern, who's the giant Yule Cat, and. Uh, the funny thing about the Yule Cat is the Yule Cat lurks in the countryside and eats people excuse me, eats people who didn't get new clothes before Christmas Eve. Did you dig deeper into that to find out why that's a thing? I did not. So if you have okay. something to add, go ahead. 
Okay, so the reason that the cat eats people who don't need new clothes is literally because businesses, what they would do is they would use that particular supernatural Christmas creature uh, because what they would say to their workers is uh, it was a way to get the workers to produce uh, more of uh, of a certain industry. I forget exactly what the industry was. Um, I, I'll I will look it up. But basically, what would happen is they'd be like, um, "Make sure you get all of your work done." before christmas eve because the cat specifically ate people who didn't get new clothes by christmas eve and right. um, go the, ahead and uh, go ahead and continue with that i'll be right back ian yeah. okay. and Wait, um what? <laughs> i think he had to go uh check on something real quick he'll be back oh yeah um, no, I, I didn't hear what he said though uh, he said for you to help me with this. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, right. Yeah, let's go. Um, <laughs> I have no idea. But, uh, well, it, it, I got this. But the Yule Cat specifically was used by businesses to, as sort of a crunch time. Yeah. Because if workers who met their deadlines by Christmas Eve, they would buy them, they would give them a new set of clothes. So what the businesses or the owners would say is hey there's this supernatural monster out in the woods that will eat you if you don't get new clothes by uh by christmas eve and because the workers were so poor a lot of them couldn't afford to just buy themselves new clothes right so it was literally a threat by businesses to get their workers <laughs> to work harder i was like Without actually saying, hey, we're going to fucking fire you. Right. Yeah, just like today. Like, <laughs> just, nowadays, just... nowadays, they're not going to do, like, oh, you're not going to do your work? Dude, <clears throat> all right, cool. Peace out. You uh, leave your badge in, on the desk, and um, exit is there. Uh, we don't want to have to call security, but we will we have to. Uh, you have a nice life. <laughs> Oh, there are so many businesses that do not do that. Uh, and I, not all of them, but a lot of them, they're like, oh, you don't want to work any overtime to get our project done? Well, I mean, evaluation is coming up and, you know, your, <laughs> yes. your raises are connected to evaluation. And I know work you were looking at getting that. guarantee of staying Yeah, company, so. <laughs> right. And I know you were looking at that promotion, but I mean, if you're unwilling to work, 80 hours. I mean, you got to put in the work, man. You got to show that this company is important to you, right? And it, it would look really good on your evaluation if you did these 100 hour work weeks for like two months. <laughs> and that's what they do. Yeah. And then if you still tell them no, they're like, well, put your badge on the desk and get out. <laughs> so I, I found that to be hilarious that that is literally something that has crept its way into that has stayed and crept its way along in human society with businesses and workers yeah i, I read that and i was like oh crap there's an origin for that there's literally a historical point of where that <laughs> of where yeah. that came from <laughs> jeez yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, but as far as Grela, uh, 
see Greylove and the Yule, and they call them the Yule Tides, and I forget what Yule Tide is in uh, Christmas, because uh, they call them the Yule Lads, but then there's Yule Tides, and I I feel like that's connected, but I didn't find anything that said it was, but I fu- I thought that was weird, but uh, the Yule Lads have been depicted as anything from just being mischievous like ogres to downright homicidal children eaters like their mom because yeah yeah, so um and each of them has a name that is specific to the type of harassment they meet out on local villages and towns so one is called uh sheepcot claude and he harasses sheep but is impaired by his stiff peg legs and as soon as i read that i was like context they're context (laughs) you you have a supernatural creature that harasses sheep (laughs) context please (laughs) like he hangs them upside down he shears them and he he dyes them different colors please give me context (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, then there's gully gawk he hides in gullies, waiting for an opportunity to sneak into the cow shed and steal milk. They also think that Gullygawk might be, uh, instead of being an ogre, an uh, uh, ogre son of Grela, was actually just an environmental thing because he hides in gullies. So yeah. it was just a fear of the local environment. Um, there was Stubby, who is abnormally short and stole pans to eat the crust left on them. Uh, spoon liquor. Exactly as that sounds, he would steal and lick wooden spoons. Uh, he was considered extremely thin due to malnutrition. Of course, because uh, all he's doing is licking the spoons. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, there was Pot Scraper, who steals leftovers from pots. What the uh, fuck? Bowl licker. It, 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 what I have noticed is that European folklore. Oh my it's god, yes. incredibly weird. Yes. It is so weird. So I was married <laughs> to a German uh for 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 a period of time. And uh yeah, a lot of their traditions and lore and everything is I mean, really, really, really fucking weird. And, and like the the weirder they could make it, the better they thought it would be in order to keep children and teenagers and such in line. And that was the thing. It was either it's insanely weird, like the Yule lads and their names and with their harassments, which are like stupid kid stuff, or yeah. the creatures are insanely dangerous, like doppelgangers, because fairies what they would do is they would literally steal people's babies and replace them with doppelgangers and then the doppelgangers would grow up in the kids in in the kids place yeah and i was like that is insanely dangerous you kill all of those yeah <laughs> like children but, of uh, the porn yeah <laughs> body snatchers uh, yeah, I was like, it's always something insanely dangerous or something uh, just incredibly weird and kind of trivial. Yeah. Um, uh, another actual one is uh, Frau Percha, 
who is a kind of witch, like a kind of like deep woods witch that uh-huh. would uh, put silver in good kid's shoes. But if you were a bad kid, she would cut you open, take out your organs and replace them with straw and pebbles. Yeah, I know. I and I'm like that one that that would like, what the <laughs> fuck? Yeah, it's like you don't. You, you don't tell that to a child. Yeah, no. You, I, like, no, I don't, I, I, you, you don't do that. <laughs> I, like, well, like, especially if, if, uh, if people in the United States these days were to like, like look over those folklores and stuff like that, they'd have an aneurysm. Their heads well, would right. explode. Well, there even, and we'll have to do this on another podcast. There are some nursery rhymes that are dark as just dark. Yeah. Like just like you read the entire why is this a why is this something that we read to kids? Yeah. <laughs> like, like why? Like uh so much bad parenting is <laughs> so much bad parenting. Um Okay, uh, let me list off the rest of these real quick. So you had bold liquor who would hide under beds waiting for someone to put down uh, a a bowl which had a lid on it, which is where they would keep food and stuff, yeah. and he would steal that. Uh, door slammer who liked to uh, just slam doors in the middle of the night and wake people up. Uh, scare gobbler who was a Yule lad with a great affinity for yogurt. So he would steal yogurt and stuff. Sausage swiper, he would snatch sausages <laughs> that are being smoked. Uh, window peeper would snoop through windows in search of things to steal. Yeah. Doorway sniffer, I'm like, what? He has an abnormal, normally large nose and an acute sense of smell, which he uses to locate leaf bread. Meat hook uses a hook to steal meat. And candle stealer follows children in order to steal their candles, which at the time were made of tallow, so they were edible. Yeah. So, and those are all the Yule Lads. In some folklores, uh, there's two extra ones as well. Um, I don't remember their names, though. And I don't have it written down. So, sorry. Uh we just got a. We just got an update for House David. We're not going to Wilmington for Christmas uh, because the aunt uh, almost died. Oh, oh she! Wow. What happened? Uh, she was doing physical therapy, and uh, from what Christia just told me, she might have had a vagal reflex, and like she. Heart, no heartbeat, no respiration, but they did uh, resuscitate her. So, mm. yeah. And that kind of goes along with the whole week long uh, communications blackout. But, you know, that's uh, not something for the podcast. But uh, everybody's okay. What? Oh, so sorry. Uh, evidently, the white cat that I call Tiny Floof is passing gas on Christy. So, <laughs> rip, rip. <laughs> so rip Christy, I guess. Oh, I mean, it's a cat. We love they're, you, Christy. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a okay, cat. So, it's kind of what they do. <laughs> okay, so what did I miss while I was up there finding all this stuff out? Weird Yule last well, that freaking do crazy random shit and the fact that European folklore and such is weird as fuck. Also, okay, well, I'm don't, never marry don't... a German again. Well, that's probably a good thing. Um, but don't don't get it. Don't get ahead of my notes. Got two pages of notes here to quote Cade. Hey, You've I'm not notes? the one who left. I just covered what I had. <laughs> right. Is this like a school project? <laughs> okay, it, so in it feels that way in the beginning. Hopefully, it'll become more of. It will become more not that later. <laughs> right. So so I'm glad y'all get along, which is good. Uh, um, so, I don't mean to yes. interrupt, and you're more than welcome to uh, to to continue on with your stuff, but um, I'm on the Osiris stuff now. How do I get the obelisk stuff taken care of? Okay, so we will we will take a small break, an SMOL break. Um, hang on. Let me do this while whilst we're talking, because uh, here at the gaming sessions and everything under the sun, we're fans of multitasking or multipassing. However, oh, I just killed myself. <clears throat> Did we just get disconnected again? No, I think David went silent. Ah. Okay, we're still waiting for Ian to show up. Okay. But, uh, just a recap. Mm Mm-hmm. I, uh, I went over... The Yule Tide, la- the Yule Lads, each of their names and what their harassment was. Um, I'll be right back after and- get my charger for my phone since I pretty much blew through eighty percent power. Okay. Okay. Well, Gerald's um, giving a recap, so <clears throat> so I, you I almost- did uh, a third of what I was going to talk about. Gotcha. Well, you can still talk about it. Like it, it, it's supposed to be us having a conversation about it, so we can both talk about it. <laughs> um, did you hear my uh, explanation of the Yule Cat and how and what how that actually came about? Aside from bad parenting, I don't think so. It's actually not bad parenting; is bad employer. Oh, oh, you're talking about the, the Yule Cat thing. Yeah, um, the Yule Cat. Yule Cat, yeah. <clears throat> I was hearing that. Uh, That's when uh, Christy called me upstairs. Yeah. But uh, did you hear all of it or just the start? Just the start. Okay. Um, but we'll go over your stuff um, and we'll, 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 we'll talk about this. Okay. <clears throat> Sounds like Ian's uh, frantically trying to <clears throat> put his charger cord into the phone. 
<laughs> but yeah, so uh, so for the Icelandic Christmas type stuff, it's and Ian, stop fucking punching me! Nah, <laughs> like seriously, uh, you know. Well, I mean, as long as you're down there, just go ahead and, and service my uh, my flush knob. Just saying. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I know you're now. You're trying to find it because you think you're funny, and you are funny. <laughs> but, uh, Can't find yeah. it. It's too small. Well, you're not wrong. Um, <laughs> just saying. But uh, so yeah, so Gorilla is the giantess that cooks misbehaving kids in her pot so she likes to make soup and Ian stopped fucking pushing me <laughs> off the edge <laughs> fucking kidding me we're doing a podcast we're supposed to be professional you're the one Jesus that's Christ. nobody can see what we're doing you're the one making a fuss yeah and, and Christy just told you to play nice so just saying bite me Christy oh well I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna relay that message but yeah so so the Yule cat is the giant I'm guessing lion sized or large sized cat that lurks the countryside and eats people who don't get new clothes before Christmas Eve and Gerald you were saying that was a uh, that is actually a a business business thing thing. yeah and And since you didn't hear it, basically what they what the employers would do is when it came down to crunch time so they could get more labor out of their workers, they would mm-hmm. they came up with that specific supernatural creature because most of their workers can't afford to buy themselves new clothes. So what would happen is uh <clears throat> they basically be like, Well, whoever gets all their stuff done, <clears throat> the best the, the best workers, we will buy you new clothes. So it was basically them going, it was basically them saying, well, if you don't have new clothes by Christmas Eve, this thing is going to come and eat you. But if you work really hard, we'll get you those new clothes so you don't get eaten. And uh, Mm, me and Ian were talking about how it's so funny that that there's an actual basis from where the, well, you know, evaluations are coming up. And we could really mm-hmm. use you to stay and work that overtime. And, I mean, if you don't, we just have to put it on evaluation. And I mean, I know you were mm-hmm. looking at that promotion and you were looking at that raise. That's all connected bonus. to your evaluation. Right. So I, I just found I was like, it is insane that that basically snuck its way through human society into today. It's right. just. Yeah, but continue. Okay, so um, so you said you had went over the Yule ads, but I'm gonna go over them as myself. Mm-hmm. So there's there's Stekyar Stekyarstar, the uh, the sheep harasser. <laughs> and, Context. Uh, well. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe they're like uh, maybe Stekyarsar is like uh, a uh, a sheep fucker. I don't know. He just like they he harasses sheep, 
And these are, and the Yule lads are trolls basically, because Gorilla herself is like 30 feet tall, has like 15 tails. Are you back in? Yeah. Because I see him moving. Yeah. <laughs> so Gorilla's like 30 feet tall, has 15 tails. Her husband, and uh, uh, spoiler alert to both of y'all, he's a lazy ass fuck that just lays in bed and does nothing. Well, yeah. So, uh, hey, what am I supposed to do? I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Uh, um, is this your first activation for the? <clears throat> it's for not the, letting, uh, me, it's not letting me do anything with the obelisk. The structure of the obelisk defeat. Oh. Yeah, you have, you have to go. You have to go defeat <laughs> shit. Then you have to get orbs of light. Then you can acti- activate the Fuck obelisk. Fuck you, Bungie. Yeah, that's <laughs> how I feel about it. <laughs> so, so Bungie, if any waffles. of your devs are listening, uh, some of us on this podcast are reticent for the shit that you're having to having us go through. You guys can eat but, uh, so something. Then, I'm just gonna say you guys can eat something. Yeah. Well, so one of the YouTubers uh, that uh, one of the YouTubers that I listened to said it the best. It is, we understand why the grind is there, but it is the developer's job to make sure that that grind is fun to do. Because what a lot of developers do is they create these arduous, waste of time, arbitrary grinds that aren't meant to really engage you in the game, but just to absorb as much of your time as possible. Not so that they can get your money, but at minimum prevent other games from getting your money. Yeah. And it's like, no, just we don't mind a grind that is fun. And I know everybody's perspective of what is fun is different, but when Mm. most people are telling you that your grind is trash, you should probably ask Mm. yourself if your grind is actually trash. So we're we're going off the rails on a crazy train again, but that's fine because <laughs> this is gaming sessions and everything and under the sun. Train. But uh, <clears throat> so there's Stekyarstlar, uh, the uh, sheep harasser. He, I guess, he likes to help sheep over the fence. There's uh, oh, is that what they're calling it now? <clears throat> oh, we're, we'll go with that. So there's uh, <laughs> Gilyagar, the gully gawker. So th- this troll likes to hide in depressions in the earth and just gawk at people or something. There's a uh, Sturfer. He's the the stubby short troll. He will steal your pans and lick the crust off them. Uh, there's uh, Floris Liker, the Spoon Licker. He has a, at least according to the podcast I listen to, has a long tongue and he licks all the fucking spoons. So I think I'm going to have to uh, <clears throat> run all my spoons through the sponge again. Then there's mm-hmm. Potus, uh the Pot Scraper. So he uh, he steals the pots and does essentially the same goddamn thing that his other brother does. Uh, <clears throat> Ascus Liker, 
<clears throat> and Ian, I'm waiting for you to be like, <laughs> you said ass. Uh, nah. Or, you know, or whatever. He's <laughs> the bowl. He's the bowl licker. Wait, is he licking the ass? <laughs> no. He, uh, so in Icelandic culture, uh, Aska I'll be right is back, like a, Yeah, okay. So in Icelandic culture, Aska is a type of yogurt that's served in a bowl. So, and uh, they'll uh, put that bowl down at the, you know, on the floor next to their bed. Well, Aska Sliker likes to lick that bowl, basically. And then there's uh, Stop fucking killing him. Oh my god. He's killed Oh, you're still there, Gerald? Yeah, I'm still here. I just had to go. uh, uh, My roommate was just knocking on the door to let me know that dinner was ready. Mm. Well, do you want to go grab a bowl while I'm reading all all this shit off? No, no. Continue. Uh, I'll eat after we're done with the podcast. Oh, that might be a minute or a hundred. That's fine. I'll be hungry again at that point. So there's a Heroskeller, the door slammer. So, um, so all you naughty kids listening to the podcast, if you hear something that sounds like a slamming door, that's that troll uh, trolling you, essentially. And then there's uh, Skirigamore, the yogurt gobbler. So maybe uh, him and Askasliker are. Uh, you know, fighting for that bowl. Uh, then there's uh, Buga Bugna Craker, the sausage swiper. So, going back to talking about uh, Icelandic culture, uh, people who were able to had uh, smoking huts that, where they would smoke their meats and sausages. So, Bugna Craker uh, would swipe sausages from families of naughty kids. <clears throat> and then these these next two, I think, would, would need to be added to the hashtag Me Too Hall of Fame. Uh, Gluga Gagir, the window peeper, uh, would uh, obviously peep your windows. So he Looking probably needs stuff to, to be... Steal. Well, that too, and you know, if uh, if he ended up peeping a a young hot Icelandic teenager, he probably needs to be added to the uh, hashtag Me Too Hall of Fame. <clears throat> then after him is uh, Godafeffer, the doorway sniffer. Some weird shit. <laughs> well, you know, as I sent Gerald a message that, you know, this Icelandic shit's going to sound weird and he's got a long fucking nose and, you know, he puts it down at the at the doorway and sniffs or fucking some stupid shit. Yeah, you're reading <laughs> off all the Icelandic names. I read off the English translations of them. So, so then there's a... Uh, uh, Ket Croker, the meat hook, and he <clears throat> likes to also frequent the smoke houses with his meat hook hand and 
steals off like roasts and all that kind of good stuff from families of naughty children. And then there's uh, Kenta Sukir, the candle stealer. <clears throat> so another uh, another Icelandic tradition is to give children tallow candles, and tallow is a uh, animal fat wax that they would use to make the candles. So this dude would steal those candles from you. And it all just goes back to Grilla. And yeah, so, you know, she'd steal the naughty kids and like, seriously, I'm, I'm trying to read shit off a fucking paper, you stupid Aww, fucking floof. Oh, did you see that picture finally? Uh, no, I figured you were yelling at Floof. No, 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 no. I'm talking to that, uh, the fucked up fallen abominations. Oh, dude was like throwing shit at me. That's really orange. Yeah, so. You know, Grilla, Grilla and the uh, Yule Kids is very much a kind of fucked up thing. Mm. And it's all still hashtag bad parenting because, you know, you know, if you can't control your kids, I'm just saying, I'm just saying you might need to uh, do something. But I guess that's what they did to try to control their kids was say, well, you know, the the doorway sniffer is going to find out that you were, you know, out getting strange, you know, in the middle of the night. So, you know, don't go out and get strange in the middle of the night. Or well, shit. the stories are the stories for the Yule lads are different depending on who tells them. So some Mm -hmm. of the stories, all of the Yule lads are homicidal children eaters like their mom. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, And then Mm -hmm. it just happens that these translations, the the majority of the translations, they just do stupid little mischief prank stuff. Um, Yeah, but it's all to let them mischievous children know that they're about to get eaten. Well, right. Bad parenting. Like, just, <laughs> just, like, it boggles my friggin' mind. And, and I know I already asked this question, I believe, on this podcast as well. But it, I'm literally like, what was going on with these kids that they literally had to come up with these kinds of stories to keep them under control? It, it like, were the kids stabbing and killing each other at like six years old? Like, what was happening? Like, like, like Gunner, I've, I've got a shiv. <laughs> Either give me your lunch money or I'm stabbing you. And then yeah, Gunner didn't give him his lunch money and stab, 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 stab. Stabby, stabby, like, stabby. Oh, like... <laughs> no. Maybe they're uh, just products of the age. I, like, it's like, it, 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 they make it sound. Because of these stories, it makes it sound like the kids were just rioting 24-7. And this was literally the last option the parents had. 
make up a monster that will eat them if they're not good. And the kids just believed it, one. And then we're just like, oh, crap, better be good. And then that just fixed everything, apparently. And I'm like, that is... It's not how this works. Yeah, it's not how this works. You know, if you're not good, Stegoslite. Or, uh, fuck you in the ass is gonna, you know, fuck you in the ass if you don't do good. And like, oh god, I don't want to be in the ass. My butthole is virginal and and tight and nice. I don't, I don't want to be fucked in the ass. So yeah. <laughs> if you're not a good boy or girl, the sun will know. Than I care about. But yeah. <laughs> What's that, Ian? A little more what? detailed than I care about, but okay, yeah, sure, I get the idea. He he feels like that was very specific, David. Very well, like... I mean, you, you know, just saying. So, uh, so I'm assuming when I was away, I, I think you also said something about Krampus. So, no, I didn't uh, Kramp- say anything about Krampus. I'm leaving that to you. Okay, so so Krampus is a Central European uh, Christmas time figure, and he is a companion of Saint Nicholas. And this was uh, also kind of uh, pre Christianity, but and then they, you know, they they took the whole thing with uh, with Saint Nicholas and turned him into a saint. But uh, with with Krampus, uh, Krampus not was actually December fifth, which I think was the Central European uh, time frame for the winter solstice. So again, hashtag bad parenting. So if 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 a child was naughty, Krampus either uh, gave him a piece of coal or throw them in a in a sack to be made into stew or both and and the good kids would get a present from Saint Nicholas so you know okay so you know yeah more more of that bad bad parenting thing because you know if you're a good kid saint nicholas will come give you a present otherwise uh krampus gonna come drag you into his uh his sack of mischievous kids and uh turn into a tasty uh naughty child stew well the bulk of human history fear and bribery well I don't know. Were you here for that when me and Ian were talking about that? How the parents were really slick about it because they create this monster and they go, I'm your parent. I love you. I want to protect you. But if you're bad, that monster is going to kill you. You, I just want to protect you. So be a good good, boy or girl and you're fine. (laughs) Right. And if you're good, we'll give you a present. So it's this, it's this. Fear mongering with a little bit of bribery on the side. Like, politics. <laughs> this is politics. Well, well family uh, politics. Not, not politic <laughs> politics. That's a, that's another podcast for another time. If, if Ian would like to join us on that shit, because uh, I think all three of us have the same, uh, 
we think along the same lines, which I do believe is why uh, Ian and Gerald are vibing as much as as they are, which is which is a good thing, and I like that. You know, uh, if Ian is down for it, just how you like your uh, virgin butthole. <laughs> well, I mean. <laughs> So, so if uh, if Ian would like to be that virgin bottle that I uh, that I do stuff and things into, or you know, whatever, uh, you know, he's more than welcome to join us on future podcasts. What I'm trying to fucking say. I love you too, buddy. Uh, yeah, well, you know, we always have Taco Bell. Uh, <laughs> I like Taco Bell. Well, yes, but what I'm saying, what I'm saying is to the listeners, uh, I have met Ian in person. We oh, uh, yeah. we went to a Taco Bell and uh, and had tasty, tasty tacos with a with a traitorous Asian girl. Uh, at least traitorous to me. Uh, but yeah, that's neither here nor there. Oh, Asians. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you, you know the Asian I'm talking about. I know it's too. Asian you're talking about. Yeah. And, and she looked very tired because she brought her, her crib midget spawn with her. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so uh, my final, my final Christmas, uh, Christmas deity is he's called Father Frost, or um, depending on what era in Russia you're you're we're referring to, um, where is it? God damn it! Where the fuck is it? I know I wrote that shit down. Here we go. Yeah. Edge transit. So, so he he was known as Father Frost or Moroska, but then when communism took over in Russia, uh, you know, you can't have any kind of kind of stuff like that going on. You can't have any kind of religious thing. But then, at some point, Stalin was like, "Well, you know, if if we let them have that back." They'll like us, so he became dead Maros. And he he's essentially uh um so if if I were to tell you both that this guy was essentially Nick Frost, you'd know who I was referring to, right? Yeah. Nick Frost. Yeah. yeah Father so, Winter. Father Winter, yeah. So yeah. Nicholas Frost is, is basically the oh, how do I put this? He's not bad, but he's not good. He's he is a I dare say a chaotic neutral. Yeah, like he's an anti hero, uh, like you and me. Mm. And uh, and the and the story about him that I had listened to the podcast was, uh, you know, he considers himself royalty. And anyone who disrespects him 
and this is again going off of uh, Russian culture, they get the definite cold shoulder. So the uh, the podcast I had listened to about Father Frost, it was it was actually kind of a Cinderella story, but then that's kind of you know it's it's all that kind of story stuff wrapped into everything. So it was uh, and and this was a this was a question I had actually made sure to write down in my notes. What is the fucking deal with stepmothers? Why are they all evil? Because it was always um, believed it was always believed that to have somebody other than your original parents was uh was was not necessarily a sin but was like wrong and that uh if you were a a parent to somebody who wasn't uh, to a kid that wasn't actually yours that um, uh, you had to be you had to be mean to them. You couldn't love them, so on and so forth. Hmm. Well, Ian, for the uh, for the Alexa definition, there um, still seems fucking shady as shit to me. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, but uh, it's, so it, yeah, it's so. also like with those stories. It's also supposed to denote that your step parents are never gonna like you or love you as much as your real parents. Yeah, so so more of that, uh, more of that church shit. Yes, thrown in. Yes, yeah. Okay, it's telling yeah, me to yeah, interact yeah. with the obelisk. Okay, um, I, I have this. I had this issue with the one on Earth. So take us to orbit. Or wait, no. Uh, are you? Did you get the light stuff that you needed? Yeah, I got the Anything? light, and now it's telling me to interact with it. And you can't? Oh, no, I I didn't know if I should. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Interact with it. Oh, okay. Like, seriously, s- stick your lady dick in that shit. I did. It's all good. <laughs> but, yeah, so, like, the, uh, the story that I had listened to the podcast, it was actually Tales from Parcast, because uh, even if they have a uh, a definite liberal bent. Uh, I don't. When it comes to my storytelling, if it's not like outright stupid shit, I don't care who tells the story to me. If it's awesome, I will listen to it. So, having said that, uh, and. And I, and I also say that because uh, the evil stepmother is trying to get rid of uh, the dad. The dad in the story, his name was Vasily. Uh, he was trying to get rid of, she was trying to get rid of his daughter from the previous marriage. And, and like Vasily is just like always got his head in his hands and sighing and, you know, whatever, whatever. Well, he he takes her out to the woods, and the leaves are there. So, you know she's she's left alone and just you know basically rags. So Father Frost shows up, 
and uh like the whole thing i was saying about him was uh since he considers himself the king you don't ever ever uh speak negatively to him so he he keeps asking this girl if she's warm so she knows that she can't say that she's not warm so she says yes my king i am i'm still warm and he makes it he basically makes it so cold that she's practically frozen and dead and then he realizes that you know she's being a good russian girl by saying that you know she's she's still warm so he gives her a you know a fancy cloak a fancy sweater so to speak a fancy hat and then she goes back to the house and was like well if uh oh and also she brings back like two chests worth of gold because evidently father Frost, uh liked that she told him yes daddy uh, so uh that okay well you know it's it's russian so yeah i can only say that so daddy yeah, so the evil stepmother's like, okay, well, uh, you know, whipped husband, take my daughter out there and leave her so Father Frost can find her. And he does that, and uh, the evil stepdaughter, when Father Frost is like, are you warm? She's like, no, I'm not warm. I'm fucking freezing. So he makes it colder and and asks again, are you warm? And she's like, well, obviously you're stupid and deaf because I just said I'm not warm. So he basically turns her into a frost zombie. Hmm. Long story short. And uh, so we go back to the house where Vasily, his daughter, and the evil stepmother are there. The door blows open, and there's the evil stepdaughter as a basically an icicle. The mother rushes to her and like hugs her and becomes an icicle herself. So uh, I'll have to give it to the Russian. Uh, they know how to do evil stuff. <laughs> Wait till we get into Japanese folklore. Oh, um, God. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, that actually brought up uh, a, a good point. Uh, moral of the story, boys and girls, don't be a jerk. Yeah, don't yeah. be a dick. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that's all I have for the uh, the Christmas stuff. For okay. Iceland, Central Europe, and uh, Russia. I got a good couple. Um, La Bafana. Um, <sighs> she's actually part of the Christian mythology. Uh, 
for the wise men when they were on their pill where they were they were on their travels to uh to to Jesus's manger so they could present present gifts. Mm-hmm. And the story goes that while they were traveling, other that uh, they would of course tell people of what they were doing that they were following the star, and the star was to detonate the new king, so on and so forth. And so people would gather with them and also. Uh, bring gifts with it. Well, they get to La Bafana, and she's like an elderly woman, and they asked her if she wanted to come with them, and she was like, no, no, I can't. I got too much work here to do. So they leave her, and then she realizes, oh, crap, those are the three wise men. They were going to see Jesus, and so she chases after them, but can't catch up. So from then on, what she would do is she would go around the world giving presents to children, um, as a representation of the presence that she couldn't give to Jesus. What was weird about this story is that she does it on a flying broom. And I'm <laughs> like, wait a minute. Uh, if she can fly uh, on a broom, how is she unable to catch up? Mm. <laughs> this is like, what? Right. And, okay. <laughs> which uh, which uh, study was this from again? Oh, I I didn't write that down. Oh, you I, I, fucking I idiots! It. Sorry. No, you know that was uh, me too. I can look I, it up. Uh, Give me a sec. I I totally effed him in the face. <laughs> well, stop effing people so in the face. <laughs> but that's what I do. Uh, I'm a hunter. I Italian in the face. Ita- oh, okay. Yeah. okay. And uh, hey, La Bifana <laughs> is actually a uh, in. Is actually a translation of Epiphany, which is where, uh, uh, what did it say? Which is where Epiphany comes. Which is where Epiphany comes from. Yeah. So when people have yeah the that, feast of Epiphany, uh, yeah. So like to to quote Hook, when uh, um, what's his face uh. Peter Pan. Hook's Hook's stewards, like I just had an apostrophe, and Hook's like, you mean an epiphany? <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Uh, okay. Yeah. So um, um, and I wasn't I wasn't able to ask, and I was called upstairs again. But uh, what game are you playing, Gerald? I'm actually not playing one right now. Okay. Uh, I'm. I, I didn't want to deal with the distraction at the time. And since you guys were already playing something, I was just like, meh. Um, hopefully I'll be feeling much better tomorrow and I'll get back to the gaming. I tried okay, to play so... a little bit of Space Lords today and couldn't get into a match. There weren't enough people on playing. But that was earlier okay. today. There might be more on now. Okay, so let me ask you this then. You said you were going to play Star Realms. So you could understand why I like it as a deck building game. Did you not do that yet? Oh no, because I hadn't eaten all day, and so I was re. I, I dude, I was not feeling good this morning. It wasn't Ian, until I got something to eat that I was feeling better. Ian, join me in shaming Gerald. Uh, shame, shame, shame. shame. Okay. Yeah, shame. sure, shame. Yeah. Okay. 
So this is a negative <laughs> environment right now, and I don't know if I like this, so I'm going to go back to my safe space. <laughs> I expect you to respect that decision. <laughs> okay, Snowflake, let's go. Shame! Shame! But yeah, anyways, but yeah. Lava so, uh, is not giving you anything. <laughs> Who? It's too late for that. She already gave me stuff. Um, what did you? Who? Who? Ian? What? I said Labafana. Labafana, the one Labafana. we were just okay, talking yeah. about, yeah. Like, yeah. literally just talking. Yeah, about yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah actually, yeah. when I when I read the folklore on Labafana, uh, my first thought was, "Oh, Mrs. Claus." <laughs> she's basically the first female Santa Claus. Yeah, and I was like, much. "Oh, that maybe that's where they got Mrs. Claus from." Uh, maybe. So. Could be. I don't know. The Santa Claus and the Santa Claus Two are still like my favorite Christmas movies. Oh, you know, I don't remember favorite. them. It's been too long since I've seen them. <laughs> For me, it's not Christmas until Hans falls off the Nakatomi oh, no. Plaza. That is that is number one. That that is that <laughs> is number one. That will always be number one. But, uh the, uh, the Santa Claus with Tim Allen and the Santa Claus 2 when he has to go find Mrs. Claus. My favorite. Yeah, and then, like, it, it was the whole Rock'em Sock'em robots and the weenie whistle thing with. Uh, it was. So it was Judge, the, the weenie whistle Judge with Reinhold. the first one, and then it was the Rock'em Sock'em robots with the second movie. Ah, uh, yeah. The only one I haven't seen is the third one. I think that's where uh, Martin Shortby is uh, Jack, Jack Frost. Frost. Yeah. I'm not a big fan yeah. of that one. It's not bad, but like I I like the first two more. Like you you wouldn't knock a knock Space Grandma out of the way to go see the third Santa Claus. Basically. Oh no, I knocked Space Grandma out of the way to watch the first two. I like her ass is getting fucking over the acrylic knocked out of the way. <laughs> but for the third no, one, like I'm not yeah. if, if she's like, hey, I want to do this, I'm like, you know what? I'm with Space Grandma. Fuck y'all. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is what I was trying to say. Like you wouldn't knock Space Grandma out of the way. And for listeners who don't uh understand our our uh personal uh stuff. Space Grandma is Eva Levante from Destiny. Like she she's the one cookies. that brings, yeah, she's the one that brings uh, the uh, like what we're in now, the season of dawning or the fucking any of the holiday uh, stuff. So whether it's like Halloween, Christmas, I think they even do something for Easter and stuff. Like any of those types of holiday type stuff, she comes through. And does um, uh, a bunch of like mini quests and and stuff to get uh, um, the like season specific gear and and whatnot. So yeah, basically uh, Bungie wanting us to spend more money. Yeah, I haven't spent any money with her <laughs> yet. But yeah, um, I mean, so she's. For being space grandma, she's kind of hot. Well, I mean, okay, so while Ian is uh, 
you know, given his golden gun to space grandma, Gerald, did you want to uh, talk about songs or do we want to save that for the next podcast? Um, well, I actually have a couple of more creatures that we could talk about as well. Uh, one of them I was telling Ian about while you were gone, uh, mm. the Frau Perch, the Frau Percha, uh, more bad parenting is a deep forest witch that, uh, would actually put silver in good kids shoes and then bad kids, she would cut open, <laughs> remove their organs, and replace it. Replace those organs with straw and stones. So basically, making them golems. Gotcha. I'm gonna turn you into a scarecrow. Hey, well, scarecrows don't. You know, scarecrows eat all the food you give them, and they, they they're not noisy. They don't get on your nerves. They do their job. I mean. Uh... It's debatable. <laughs> it's debatable whether they do their job. Well, true. Right. Um, I need to run to the tower, David. Okay, go for it. And I remember yeah, me and I'm you just... were talking. Oh, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I'm, I'm just, I'm just like trying to. Well, at least now I'm trying to help you, Ian, with your stuff. But you know, before I was. You know, talking with Christy and whatever. But yeah. Uh, I'll so, be right back. You know, I'm just mouthy dogs in. Okay. Uh, the mouthy dogs. Yes. Oh. Yes, yes. But, so uh, while Ian Ray, uh, Gerald and listeners, do you think we should uh, bring him back for other episodes? I got no problem with it. Ian seems cool. He is very cool. So, I'm sorry, go ahead, continue. Well, remember when we were uh, talking about the Dresden Files and you were like, why can't people, uh, I forget the exact conversation, but you brought up the fact of the pixies that Dresden had um, for his and Molly's places. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, those actually do exist and as Christmas spirits. They're not fairies per se. They're the Lutons and the Tomtens. And the Lutons look like a uh, little goblin, little goblin people. Um, mm. But they, you can bribe them and negotiate with them to, uh, to guard your house and your belongings. Um, and as long as you respect them and give them food and stuff, then uh, they will do that forever. Um, but if you uh, like betray them or something like that, they will cause mischief and havoc in your house. And mm. the Tom Tens are like, basically they look like gnomes and they're guardians of the house as well. And they will also guard. And it's basically the same deal. So, yeah, they do have those. So here's some pizza rolls. Uh, you know, guard my house and, uh, you know, I'll make sure you have some pizza rolls on the uh, solo cup lid. Pretty basically. much. <laughs> but um, that actually also tied into the whole thing when I was talking about uh, that child's book of demons. Hmm. The Child Book of Demons? 
remember because I was like, you know, uh, child summons Balthazar, and Balthazar's like, oh, I'm oh, a demon. Right, right. Going to do the dishes. And then I was, yeah. like, I was at Balthazar, like, well, but I'm a demon. And you're like, did I stutter? Do the dishes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Get to them dishes. <laughs> and, uh, Let's let's wait for Ian to come back about that because I'm sure he he has some some stellar commentary <laughs> about a, a child's book of summoning demons. But yeah, but so yeah, um, you know things and stuff, stuff and things. Um, yeah. Let's go ahead and. Uh, uh, actually, no, I'm not going to say that because I was going to say, let's have a, a word from our sponsors, but then that would leave Ian like, what the fuck happened? We got disconnected again. <laughs> uh, well, how long have we been going for almost what? Two hours or more? Well, this current segment's 46 minutes and a half. Uh, hmm. Well, uh, well, we don't have to go over. I have more, but we don't have to go over every single one. But I did want to go over that one because I remember us talking about it. Um, from well, the go ahead and files. go ahead and go over more because uh, you know I, I I sadly didn't do as much research as you do, and you are the all star of research for our podcast. I will uh-huh. say that. <laughs> um, well, there's another story called The Snow Maiden, and she is the daughter of Father Winter and Mother Spring. And she's like very beautiful, pristine white skin. Um, and her story is kind of a sad one uh, because she doesn't under she doesn't have like emotions and doesn't understand really human emotions. So uh, one of the stories about her is that she would go – like there's there's two ones that I found. One was every uh, solstice she will go to a town and care for an elderly couple that doesn't have kids of their own. And then another story is that uh, she will go to a town and she'll start liking one of the young, uh, one of the young men there and he'll fall in love. But she can't understand human emotions, so she can't love him back. So she asks uh, her – so her parents give her the ability to experience love. And when she experiences love for the man that – for for the man that she's found, her heart warms and it melts her. Yeah. Like that was something me and Ian were talking about too. Like European folklore is so weird. It's either really weird or terrifying. <laughs> There's like well, no in between. Well, I mean, both y'all ain't wrong. And speaking of, uh, so 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 Gerald, stop stop talking about Ian. What? We're friends now. I can talk about Ian all I want to. Uh. <laughs> oh no, I'm 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 just being I'm just being shitty. So uh <laughs> So Gerald's talking about this uh, this princess of winter 
and as soon as her heart melts, she disappears. So I'm guessing that's like the the worst kind of pace car girl. <laughs> well, it's not really her fault. It's just a sad story. I I was trying to figure out what they were trying to say in the story, but I honestly can't come up with I, I can't come up with like a deeper meaning for it, other than it's just a mm. sad story. Um, like like like, don't fall for the dick. The dick will kill you. Just melt, melt away, hey, and there's don't no more. Dick. Give the SJWs ideas. They they have enough ammunition <laughs> as it is. Stop it. Oh boy, they will take that and run with it, mm-hmm. and then you'll be complaining to me about how they've gotten out of hand again. <laughs> He's not so, wrong. Well, okay. So, Ian, what's your what's your comment on that? On, on, I'm sorry, on what? Wait, did you just say you're sorry you're white? No, I said I'm sorry on what? Oh, uh, the whole uh, girl finds love and then melts melts away because, you know, you don't don't like the dick. Uh, I'm not going to get to that topic. (laughs) <laughs> well, the story was, I don't know if you if you heard me when I was telling him the story about the snow maiden. Uh, um, not sure. Um, may have come in on the tail end of that. Okay. Yeah. So basically the story is uh, that Mother Spring and Father Winter had a daughter called the snow maiden. And she's this beautiful girl, but she doesn't actually have emotions like humans do. So there's two stories. One is where every winter solstice she would go to a town or a village and find an el- elderly couple that didn't have kids and she would care for them. Um, and then there's another story where she would go to a town or village and she would meet a young man and the man would fall in love with her and she would like him, but she couldn't fall in love with him because she doesn't have those kinds of emotions. So Mother Spring and Father Winter gave her the ability to love and when she fell in love with the man, her heart warmed and melted her. So, other than it being a sad story, I, I was trying to figure out what the deeper meaning in it was, and David immediately goes, uh, don't fall in love with the dick, the dick will kill you. And that's where the, don't give the SJW ideas, David, they will run, they will run with that. Oh my Stop God. it. No, they'll, they'll take that shit and run with it like uh, it was that dude from the Spartans and it, it was like the origin of the marathon. They'll fucking run with it so hard. Like, oh my god! Yeah. Don't do the dick! No! Yeah. Um, I don't know. I <laughs> like I'm just fuck love. Anyways, let's go. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. Ian, Ian kind of had that that uh, anti relationship thing. So uh, we so all do we, at one point, unless we're yeah. lucky enough to find our soulmates like right off bat. And I only know <laughs> one couple who's been like that. Even if you find your soulmate, chances are uh, it's not going to work out <laughs> in the end. <laughs> well, it's. Uh, 
it's funny you bring that up because from what yeah. I've seen, it's always it's it's yeah. never going to be the right time. No matter never. what, no matter how never. well the two of you work, it'll never be the right time. You'll find the right person, but it'll never be the right time. The hallmark that makes a good relationship is even when it's not the right time, the two of you stay together through it and make it the right time. That's always been the hallmark because it's never going to – the stars aren't going to align and everything fall in place, right? Okay, so – so, so Gerald, tell tell Ian about that friend of yours when you were fifteen. Friend of mine when I was fifteen. Oh, what, what? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that. oh, right. I was, uh, yeah, I was telling David about one of my friends because when we were fifteen, uh, we were all hanging out at his house, and he uh, a, he had brought a girl over with him. And I was talking to him about it because we went outside while everybody else stayed inside and we were outside, we were talking. And he was telling me how how well they were, how good they were together and how he was pretty sure she was his soulmate. Like they they fit together so well, it really couldn't be anything else. And it and he known her for a while. So it wasn't like, oh, I met her last week and we get along. So no, he'd known her for like two, three years. Because yeah. me and him went to different schools. So right. me and him went to different schools. Um but he'd known her for like two, three years and they always they always got along. They were all they, they were just really solid together, right? Mm-hmm. And he was telling me, but I don't want to date her. And I was like, what? And he's like because mm-hmm. I feel like it, because if I get into a relationship, he was like, well, if I get into a relationship with her now, we are going to date. We are going to get engaged. We're going to get married. We're going to have kids. We're going to stay together for the rest of our lives. And I feel like that's going to cut off other things that I could do in life. Like, I, like, I mean, we were only like, don't get me wrong. A part of me understands what he was saying. It's just that in the grand scheme of things, I it was like, matter. you're stupid. Yeah, I mean, and <laughs> right? I was like, in the grand scheme of things, it, oh. it doesn't matter because, like, I got it. There's things you want to experience in life. There's there's things you want to do. But when it boils down to it, if you found the person that you're, quote, unquote, supposed to be with, like, forever, and you already, like, know that, then there why even waste the chance of tarnishing that by going out and and fucking around well right and that's that's basically what i told him too and then what ends up happening is cuz she wanted to date him she she was like she wanted to get together yeah. so he ends up telling her no he doesn't want to get together they kind of go their separate cuz i never hear after he tells her no i never hear anything else about her and then he proceeds for the next couple of years that i know him because i haven't talked to him in the longest time but for the next couple of years into college for as long as i know him and talk to him and hear things about him he has nothing but constant woman troubles (laughs) nothing but constant woman problems yeah chasing women that don't want him trying to get with a girl that is using him to get to another guy yeah Uh, a girl who pretends like she's into him because you know he carts her around and buys her things and then turns out no she she just wants to be friends like just constant woman problems and i remember back then going dude if you have found your soulmate 
grab that and never let go. Yeah. You have literally mm. found something that pe- that a lot of people never find in their lifetime. They just get together with someone so they're not alone. Yeah. But it's not the person they really want to be with. Yeah. Like, it, it's ridiculous that you would even say this. <laughs> but, I mean, he did what he did. He made his decisions, so. Yeah, and I just shoved Ian off the... Uh... The, the net so yeah I think that's, <laughs> that's what he was trying to point but yeah so I actually had another friend do that same thing um, though I will say it for him it wasn't like he found his soulmate but she was a really good girl and he broke up with her simply because he got bored and that's that's not me interpreting the situation. That's literally what he told me. Yeah, he but he told me. So, so here's, just, here's so here's. Uh, he had to go let dogs out. Uh, no, he had actually done that already. But uh, oh, that must be the last. That must have been the last post then. Yeah, it was. So hang on. He's about to join us, I think, because I saw him uh, drop down. But uh, at this point, there we go. go. Oh, did we get disconnected? Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys hear anything (laughs) that I said? Nope. It cut off right when you started. (laughs) Okay. All right. Cool. So. This is all I'm going to say, and it's not that I'm advocating what I did, what he did, but I'm I'm going to put it at a perspective that other people can understand. And okay. It's, and it's it it doesn't matter how good that person is, like if that person could be the best person on the face of the earth. If if you don't have the bond with them, if you if there's nothing in that relationship that's sparking the in, inner you to to. Uh, kind of want to make it work or or anything like that then you you need to let that person go so that they can find somebody that they're going to get that spark with mm-hmm. yeah. so like I it, get that. It, 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 it could be the great like i mean you could have like she could be a 10 not crazy she cooks and cleans but like you like she's you help her out and everything but like for the most part, she's she's there when you need her. Like she gives great head, whatever. Um, <laughs> if, if she has all the qualities, but there's nothing in 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 between the two of you to light the spark, that flame that that is essentially going to keep that relationship going for a long period of time, forever if need be, then there's no point in being with that person just because they're a good person. Because all you're going to do is you're going to end up leading that person on and they're going to end up hurt even more in the long run when you find like, you know what, it's really not working. I tried to make it work. Like, it's just not doing it for me. Whereas at the beginning, if you're just like, hey, you know, I love spending time with you, but you know, I I don't have that spark. I don't have that that bond with you that that I'm looking for they're going to be more open to that situation and they're going to be more respectful of that decision because you're letting them go and find somebody that they can really find that, that bond with. Mm -hmm. And you're right. 
I absolutely agree with that because I've been in relationships where I've I've told the girl, look, I really like you. I really do care about you, but I don't feel that intimacy for you. Like I, I I'm not in love, right? Yeah. I don't feel that spark. And I get mm, what you're I, saying that and it may I be because think I remember one that you were talking about. Uh that one in Ohio. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um but uh and I see where you're coming from, and maybe that's mm. what was going on, but from when I was talking to him the only reason he could give me was that um, he was bored, not because he didn't feel anything for her. It was the explanation was, eh, I got bored. Yeah. And, and for like, the most part, guys, <laughs> so, and, and you gotta, so like, you gotta read into it because for the most part, guys right. are not going to share their inner feelings with other guys just because I'm a man and, and men don't do that. And rah, 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 rah. Let's go rip a tree apart with our bare hands. Like no, they don't, they don't, <laughs> they don't know because of how our society and culture raises men. They don't know how to share their feelings without other men digging on them and ragging on them and just basically making them feel like piles of shit because, oh my God, he shared his feelings. And like, what does it matter that he shared his feelings? Like, as a society as a whole, we need to get away from the whole men don't share their feelings because it's fucking utter horseshit. And that's why, and like, a lot of men end up in relationship trouble can't fucking come to grips with the fact that they need to be able to share their feelings. But beyond that, like the guy isn't if he's even if he's talking with his best friend, he's not gonna be like, you know, I don't love her, da da da, da. He's gonna be like, ah, I got bored. Cause he's trying to play it off like, you know, ah, it's whatever. I'm I'm a I'm a stud. I'm gonna go find something else. And I and like I said, I agree with you. And it may be that him saying he was bored was his way of uh, saying he just didn't feel that, right? Yeah. So I don't, I don't think you're, I don't think you're wrong. Just at the butt. time, that's how I took it. Well, well yeah. just at the time, that's how I took it. It's not a but. Yeah. I actually think that you, I actually think that you're correct. Um, just at the time when we yeah. had the conversation, because. And 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 that's a personal, that's a uh, a personal thing with me, because I am not shy about sharing exactly how I feel for the majority. Like right. there are certain things I don't say out loud, but like with like like David just pointed out, I talked to him and told him, yeah, I like her, I'm attracted to her, she's sexy to me, but I just don't feel anything past that for her. Like I, I, when I talk to my friends, I actually tell them exactly how I feel for the most part. Right. Um, And, and so there's, there's like you and I are, are, we'll just say, I don't want to necessarily term it special, but, or abnormal, but different. We're we're not, (laughs) yeah, let's go with different. We're different in that we don't have a problem with sharing those feelings. Um, maybe it was because right, of stop how talking we, shit about. Me. Uh, maybe it was because of how <laughs> we, we never stop it. talking shit about you, David. <laughs> Remember that. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I see how it is. But continue, Ian. Uh, <laughs> but like, as 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 with every rule, there's always an exception because it's not a perfect 
world, perfect universe or anything where the role, the rule is absolute. There's, there's always going to be exceptions. There's always going to be a bad guy who has a good heart, uh, an, uh, a good guy who's, you know, really a, a sadistic, twisted fuck. But, you know, there, mm. as far as men can't share their feelings, there's always going to be certain men that, that are and, you know, they don't um, get hung up when their friends start, you know, giving them shit about it. But in, in the long run, it, it's kind of hopeful that, that they end up having better relationships because of the fact that they're more willing to be open about their feelings. Well, yeah. And like, I, and, and as I said, I, it's a personal failing on, uh, of my own because I, I, I tend to see it as if I can do this, why can't you? And yeah. I don't take into account that it's because they're a different person and they have different, they have a different mental structure than I do. Yeah. Right. So it, it, it's, I absolutely admit that that is something I've noticed about myself. I tend to uphold people to the Your same standards. standards that I uphold yeah. myself. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Well, <laughs> the society has this at whole. Like everybody will uphold the people they meet to their own personal standards, not realizing like your personal standards are just that personal. There's, there's, there's an, uh, an, uh, a set of standards really for everybody in general to be, you know, how to be a good person and stuff like that. But as far as uh, how it was that you were raised versus how it was that somebody else was raised versus how it was somebody else was raised, like, there's there's not going to be a set standard to where one or the other is okay. And that's why this whole I'm special, I'm special, me, 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 like the whole, you know, hurt feelings, hurt feelings, hurt feelings. Like, dude, dude get off your fucking, you know, get off your high horse. Like, it, it, you have hurt feelings. Mm. That's it. It doesn't fucking mm. matter. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it's a person, it's a personal standard. It is a personal emotion. It is a personal feeling that you have now in placed on somebody else that doesn't have that same point of view. And to be honest, it's okay to have a different point of view, but it's not okay to put, to place your point of view upon someone else and then judge them for it. Yeah. So well, we've, and, and, we've had that we've had that conversation actually last night, didn't we, Gerald? Uh, yeah, when we were talking about the whole transgender and uh, SJW kind of thing that's going on, where it's like uh, it very much feels like like uh, in order for transgenders to feel like their lifestyle is real everyone has to not only be a part of it, but accept it. And I was trying to say, well, mm. you can't force that. Some people yeah. are going to accept it. Some people aren't. The What we're trying to get to is that you don't get any unfair advantages because of it. That's what we're getting to. Mm-hmm. But well, that's yeah. your life. You live it. And as long as you're not hurting anybody else, no one really cares. It's the fact that you're trying to force that acceptance instead of just being who you are and going about your lives right and well and the other issue is is people that look to other people to validate themselves well yeah like you can't you 
like you have to validate yourself. You can't look to other people to to be your validation. And and this can be something that we do an entirely other podcast about. In fact, I think uh, the three of us should do an entire other podcast about this. Yeah, but that means we have to revisit the subject. I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, I mean, <laughs> ran, ran, random subject manipulation, cool, but... Yeah, it, it, I, I feel like we do run off the rails into that topic, but I feel like it's it's just beating a dead horse. Um, but but sometimes the point, dead horse need sometimes uh, Stallion of the Cimarron needs to get its ass beat. Well, right, but <laughs> I mean, is it a dead horse or an undead horse? Because the thing keeps coming fucking back, so. Well, is it saying. a dead horse or is it an unconscious horse? No, 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 <laughs> no. We're, we're talking full-on fucking zombie horse. Is it a dead okay, horse so... or an undead horse? Because the motherfucker keeps okay, going okay. back. Okay, so hang on. Hang on. Let's end, end this Christmas podcast. And Ian, we definitely appreciate your input. And we're going to go ahead and end this podcast. We're going to continue talking, though, in uh, on Discord. We're definitely going to continue talking on Discord. But, uh, but so, listeners, we, we thank you for joining us on this Sunday, because this is when we're recording, and I'll do my best to get this out same day. Um, you know, follow us on Twitter at G-S-A-E-U-T-S. Follow us on Facebook at Gaming Sessions and Everything Under the Sun. Uh, Gerald, last thoughts? Um, <sighs> there are a lot of problems with Christmas and not just its origins and history. I do believe the spirit of it is a good thing. Um, same thing with religion. I, I feel like the thought process behind religion, goodwill toward all men, be good to each other, join hands and help each other is a good message. But mm-hmm. it, as as it tends to go, these things get perverted. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I came into this podcast intending to tear Christmas a new one. And I feel like I did that. I feel like I put two <laughs> new ones in there. Um <laughs> Well, but I'm, I'm, I'm don't let it Ian laughing like that <laughs> means you did. <laughs> but don't let that turn you off of Christmas. What what you need, to, what I want to be taken from this is that yeah, the origin isn't great. Yeah, the original, the originality of it isn't great. And even now, with the commercialism that Christmas is, isn't great. So take the spirit of Christmas, family, goodwill toward men, take the good things from this and keep having your Christmases that way. Um, And just get rid of all of the really messed up stuff. Um, 
but outside of that, uh, hope to see you guys next time. Merry Christmas. Have a good week. Uh, and we will see you, I guess, for the New Year's Eve podcast then. Mm, indeed. Ian, any last words? Uh, uh, I, I agree with Gerald. Um, for the most part, everybody needs to take the spirit of Christmas as it's intended. Uh, not the commercialized aspect, not the religious aspect or anything like that. Uh, yes, uh, religion can have some uh, good morals and, and stories to, to teach you. But for the most part, the, the, the morals and stories that come out of religion are the same morals and stories that you should have on a, uh, on a regular basis. So the whole, you know, family, be good towards others, you know, be, do unto others as you would want done to you, like all that stuff. Um, it, it's supposed to be an enhanced tenfold during, during this time of year. Um, so all I say is uh, reach out to your family members, uh, reach out to your friends, uh, make sure that there's nobody that's, uh, uh, that's left alone um, during this holiday season. Cause uh, for those that uh, feel like they're alone, it can be a very trying time. So, you know, mm -hmm. just uh, make sure you um, keep in contact with your, uh, your family and loved ones and, um, and yeah, just uh, Merry Christmas, uh, Happy Hanukkah, if it's if that's what you like. Um, and uh, I wish everybody a, a good holiday season. Mm, yeah, I guess okay. I should have said Happy Holidays, huh? Uh, no, I'm definitely Merry well, Christmas, you know, Happy it's... Hanukkah, and then if you have something else that you want to wish, by all means. But those are the two that I'm going to wish out. <laughs> well, uh, like, like I say, Happy Holidays. So, you know, it's if someone wants to get offended, you know, they can get offended. I don't fucking care. But, uh, yes, happy holidays to all the listeners. Uh, Merry Christmas to those who follow that. Happy Hanukkah to those that follow that. And uh, I guess Merry Kwanzaa. Uh, something, something. I, I, I don't know. Because that's kind of one of those weird ones. Um, All I'm going to say is Merry Drunkmas. Yeah. Drunk <laughs> yes. 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 But uh, um, so I do believe uh, the consensus is Ian is definitely welcome back to the show, uh, especially, especially for New Year's Eve. Um <laughs> And if not more, uh, so yes. So everybody, be safe. Uh, try to be happy, and we will talk to you more next week. See you later, everybody. Deuces. Oh, guys, I will catch you on Discord, but I'm gonna go eat dinner first. <laughs> By all means, I I've, I still got my other half of Indian food to eat as well. Well, let's just go ahead and all meet up in Discord, and uh, everybody have a good holiday. <laughs>